Welcome to Talking Kotlin. On this episode, we're chatting with Rodrigo de Oliveira, project lead for Gradle Script Kotlin. Hi, Rodrigo. Hi, Hadi. Thanks for having me. Oh, welcome to the show. It's great to chat with you. I'm really excited, actually, because uh, this uh, Kotlin script or Gradle Script Kotlin, which I have to say yeah. is quite a mouthful. It is. <laughs> it, is. it is. Is that is that kind of the final name for it? No, uh, we're actually running, um, yeah, a, a kind of contest right now. To we're asking people to help us find a, a better name for the project because, uh, uh, yeah, it is a mouthful, and we always, you know, you know, we use different names sometimes. Just say like Grado Kotlin or you know Kotlin Grado or yeah or KTS or Grado KTS. So this was the the first name we we put some thought on it. Actually, uh, Chris uh, Chris Beams, which was uh, with me at the beginning of the project, he was he was the original project lead. He came up with the name, and it, it was supposed to mean you know Grado scripting in Kotlin or Grado scripts written in Kotlin. But yeah, it became a mouthful, definitely. Yeah, and so let's take a step back and tell us a little bit about um, what exactly Gradle script Kotlin is. So, uh, Gradle Script Kotlin is a uh, scripting front end to Gradle. Right? You, you, you can think of Gradle as this uh, build tool, but also this uh, language, right, to talk about builds, to talk about automation in general, really, right? So, Gradle defines uh, uh, its uh, its language, uh, a language for automating uh, building software, right? And it has like a model comprising like projects, tasks, projects, uh, publish artifacts, pro uh, projects, consume artifacts through dependencies and all that, right? To actually define a model for your project, you use some sort of front end, right? Some language to define your specific uh, build project. And you do that through a scripting language. Uh, before uh, Kotlin was in the picture, basically that was Groovy. We had we had a Groove front end uh, front end since the beginning, and with Kotlin, now we have this uh, new opportunity to to improve on the scripting front end on, on many levels. So so that's what Gradle Script Kotlin is. It's a new scripting front end to the Gradle build automation tool or automation tool. Okay, and of course you said that Gradle has been around for quite some time, and you mentioned mm -hmm. that initially it was built with Groovy and still is, um, you know, using Groovy yeah. as the scripting language. So why yes. why did you bring Kotlin into the picture? Yeah, um, some of us right have been uh, uh, looking, you know, into Kotlin. We've been watching Kotlin from a distance for some time and saw, you know, the language evolving. And last year, we had an internal project. We had a, a research project that we, want, we wanted to play with some ideas. And we decided to use Kotlin because uh, Kotlin, in general, just seemed like a much better choice uh, than Java because, you know, its conciseness, the, the many, many language features, right, that make it very easy or productive to write functional code very quickly. 
and and that sparkled an idea, right? So, um, what if, right? Kotlin could be this also this ideal uh, scripting front-end language for a grader, right? So some people started uh, talking about that, and we decided to to uh, yeah, Hans also talked with people from from Jet Brands, and we decided to to give that idea a go, and, and it was very much a match made in heaven because one thing that was that was missing from the Gradle scripting front end for some time was very good IDE support, like deep, you know, IDE integration. And with the IntelliJ support for Kotlin and for Kotlin scripting, we get that now, right? So the idea here is that all the features, right, all the techniques, all, all, all the tools that we are used to when we are writing application code are now available when you are automating, right, building your application or automating your domain, which is great. This is just another way for you to provide Gradle scripts instead of using Groovy, using Kotlin. Exactly, yeah. So now you have a choice. You can write your build scripts in Groovy or you can write your build scripts in Kotlin. And, and is, it, is, is it like parity in terms of feature parity? Is it exactly the same? Are you providing the exact same DSL, the exact same interface between the two languages? Yeah, they're, they're mostly the same. And it's, um, yeah, there's, there's a, a balance act there, right? Uh, so the tra trade-offs are how much we want to make the scripting front end feel like it's uh, like feel familiar to people coming from Groovy, you know, people that are already familiar with Gradle, with the Gradle APIs and want to migrate to Kotlin. And how much we want to make the front end also very familiar to people used to the Kotlin idioms, right? So Kotlin, uh, even though it's a, it's a young language, right, already has some idioms that people are used to, to use things like using delegated properties, right? Things like that. And, and, and there's this balance act. That's all I mean, right? We want to make it feel uh, familiar, but we, we, we also want to make it feel like it's Kotlin, right? So people can, can actually leverage also their knowledge of Kotlin when writing build scripts and writing applications in Kotlin. Yeah, and that's the one of the reasons that I asked this because you know we kind of face the same issue when you're using a Java API. You know, Kotlin is completely compatible with with Java, so any library or anything you find on the on the JVM you can use. The thing, right. of course, is that how do you use this? Do you use this in an idiomatic way that Kotlin could provide you, or do you just make those calls, you know, one after another to instantiate an object and pass parameters, etc.? And so right. I'm guessing that here you kind of face the same dilemma at times, right? Do I take advantage of Kotlin as a language and kind of diverge away from what I have using, for instance, Groovy? Yes. Yeah, very much so. And in, in, some, uh, in some circumstances, we don't have a choice, really, because um, there are no equivalents, so to speak. Uh, the Gradle object model is a very rich and very dynamic model, right? We support plugins, and plugins can basically extend the project model uh, with mixings, with plugins, extensions, conventions. There's a whole... Uh, idiom 
uh, of things you, you can extend in Gradle, right? And to, to, to actually make use of those dynamic patterns, right, in Kotlin was a challenge for us. And we had to, to come up with some, yeah, with, with some cool ideas to, to make that work. Yeah, and that's one of the differences, right? Because Groovy is dynamic language, Kotlin isn't. And yeah. you kind of, where you gain in some sense, you say that, you know, you provide um, somewhat better tooling because of the static nature of the language, you lose in other ways, right? In, in terms right. of how do I dynamically extend the, 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 the project model. Right. And the other challenge that I guess you might face I don't know, maybe you've sorted this out in one way or another, but when you're trying to have like two languages, it is also, doesn't it kind of become double the work to make sure that you provide the same interfaces in both these languages as you add new features and enhance the, the DSL? Yeah, it could be. It could be very expensive. Uh, luckily for us, uh, Gradle evolved a few different patterns for, for DSL, for DSLs in the API. And those patterns are very stable by now. Things like uh, always exposing, you know, uh, configuration blocks via, you know, this action interface that we define. We have our own specialized uh, collections that have all this DSL goodness attached to them. So today we can, we can actually create APIs that are very usable from Groovy and from Crotling from, from the start because of these stable patterns that evolve over time. And actually we had, we had help from the Kotlin team on that, right? We actually um, discussed some features that we needed to make that work and, and they, they, they provided that for us via compiler plugins, which, yeah, it's working great. And speaking a little bit about this extensibility model that you provide in Gradle. So just, you know, I, I'm guessing that the vast majority of people listening are more or less familiar with Gradle, but you have a base DSL, so to speak, that allows you to define your project model, compilation steps, testing steps, etc. Now, people can right. also extend this via plugins, right? So they could write yes. a plugin. And how would that exactly work? So talking about the extensibility model in Gradle, right? So let, let's say you want to extend uh, the Gradle build tool to a new domain. You want to compile, let's say, like Python code or, or at least build Python distributions, not compile Python code. And what you do is that you create a plugin, right? Maybe a Python uh, plugin. And this plugin we'll need to gather information from the user, right? Things like, uh, what's the directory? What, what are my sources? What kind of distribution I want? So what you do is that you create, a, a, you define a type, right? That defines all this information. And you add this, an object of this type to the project extensions container. So by adding an object to this container, it, it becomes immediately available to the scripting frontends. And in Groovy, this is done via, you know, dynamic uh, magic, like intercepting, method missing, that kind of thing, right? So you can, or also simply dynamically uh, dispatching property accessors and all that. 
When you want to configure that same extension in Kotlin that was contributed by a plugin, you actually need to know the type of the extension because the code must be statically typed. And, and that's where we had to come up with some uh, clever solutions to that problem. And our solution right now is to actually introspect the project model after the plugins have been applied. So uh, there's a life cycle, right? A project goes through, a build script goes through. And one of the first things that happen in the life cycle is that plugins get applied to the project so they can extend the project model. After the plugins have been applied, we can actually introspect the extensions and discover all the types involved and generate Kotlin code that actually provides statically typed accessors to all those extensions that were added in the first step. And then we can compile you know, the build script on top of that. And now the extensions will be available. Additions that you provide in the second phase, this is something that Gradle does itself, or is this something that the plugin author needs to think about when they are developing the plugin? Yeah, so, yeah, uh, the plugin author, when uh, he's developing or, or she's developing a plugin, right, uh, she has to think about what, what is my model, what, what's, what's my domain model, basically, and define this domain model. And then this domain model is contributed to Gradle via APIs, right? So you call like project extensions.add my domain model. And this makes this domain model available for configuration via uh, build scripts. And the second step there, like the introspection, it's something that we had to add in Gradle Script Kotlin. So that's something that is very specific to Gradle Script Kotlin, this introspection and then code generation that happens. So we can actually feed the build script to the Kotlin compiler with all the extensions available, you know, in, in, the, in, the, in the scope. And you're using Kotlin extension methods for things like this? Exactly. Yeah, we use uh, so all, all Kotlin build scripts, they execute in the context of the project object, right? Gradle defines a project object. And all those extensions and many other things, uh, right? Many other dynamic features of the Gradle model are exposed to the build script via Kotlin extensions. Yeah, the terminology there gets a bit tricky because there are like Kotlin extension members, right? And we also talk about like Gradle project extensions and those are two different things. If you're using Kotlin or planning to, make sure you check out KotlinConf a conference taking place in sunny San Francisco on the 2nd and 3rd of November 2017. It's a two-day event packed with Kotlin content by industry experts with keynotes from Andre Breslav and Eric Meyer. So whether it's back-end, front-end, mobile or native, KotlinConf is the place to be this year. That's KotlinConf, C-O-N-F Hope to see you there. You've had quite a good number of plugins that have been built up by the community, right? Yeah, thousands. Yeah. Thousands. So all of these have been built using Groovy or Java? There, there's a mix, yeah. There are many Groovy plugins. There are many Java plugins, yeah. Right. And the, the code base itself for Gradle is mostly Java, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. Mostly Java. Okay, so now 
all of this ecosystem that I have as a as a group as a Gradle user, can I continue to use it if I'm using Kotlin as the scripting language? Yes, yes, um, you can, and because of those um, those patterns, those DSL patterns that evolve the the Gradle collections and all that, uh, many things just work. Unfortunately, there are a few plugins out there that uh, simply took advantage of Groovy Magic, right? And, and, and now they really rely on, on some Groovy Magic behind the scenes for, for them to work. And when interacting with those plugins from Kotlin, you actually have to go through some hoops uh, and we provide some synthetic sugar to let you create, you know, these groovy specific uh, types so you can interact with the plugin. But yeah, we, we hope that moving forward, plugin authors will be more and more aware of what's necessary and we, we're going to actively work on, right, on putting information out, educating people on how to make plugins that work great across both, you know, scripting front ends. So there are still some challenges there. Yeah, it's because you know I was. I mean, it's it's very clear in the messaging that you have provided and us speaking now that you are committed to continuing to provide support for Groovy, alongside okay. with uh, Kotlin, which is fantastic. So I'm looking at it from a perspective of a plugin developer, right? Because I work mm -hmm. quite uh, extensively with Gradle, and I'm just mm -hmm. diving now into creating some plugins, and I'm thinking. What should I be doing? Should I be using uh, Groovy or should I be using Kotlin to create the plugins? What 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 is the recommend recommendations there? I think the the most effective language to create a plugin in will be the one that you feel as a plugin developer, right? As a plugin author, more comfortable with. I think that's still the the biggest factor there. Um, we intend to make writing uh, plugins in Kotlin a very like pleasant and very productive experience. So, and, and me myself, right? I, I'm invested in making that 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 work. But we we we, we just want people to actually uh, write in the language they feel most comfortable with, with the caveat that we really want all the plugins to 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 be usable from both front ends, right? So we're gonna be writing documentation guides. On that topic, how to make your your plugin models right work the best across all the, the scripting from front ends. Okay, and that makes sense. You know, leave the choice to to the author or whatever they're more comfortable with, and then if if you guys provide the guidelines, I think that that is more than enough. Yeah, I should say though that there's uh, we see, and I personally see an advantage to Kotlin, right? Uh, but you, you could say I'm biased being the project lead here. But the, the benefit is that the, the DSLs that you use in your build script in Kotlin, right, they are also available practically without much change for your plugins as well, right? Because there's not much magic. We're just talking about like really extension members, right? And delegated properties and all those things that are available in Kotlin that we make available to build scripts. And now they are made available to plugin authors as well. With Groovy, we actually have a more heavy transformation of the build script due to, to, to all the features that Groovy has for metaprogramming and all that. So 
What I mean by that is that the DSL that you have on your build script for Groovy is usually not available or completely available to your plugins written in Groovy. You mostly program against the Gradle API. While in the Kotlin uh, case, we actually put in some effort to make the experience be pretty much the same across the board. So if you are developing your build script, you can take advantage of all these extensions and all these DSLs. And if you're writing your plugin in Kotlin, you can also take advantage of the same extensions and DSLs. So that might be a, a substantial benefit. Okay. And let's get to tooling a little bit, because one of the reasons that you said you guys decided to go ahead with Kotlin, and you know, I'm, I was kind of involved at, at some point because I remember having discussions also with Hans at Java 1 a couple of years ago. But it was going back to the idea of this being somewhat of a static language and providing uh, better tooling support, providing better completion, etc. Now yeah. that you you know a, a couple of years have passed and you've you've done this, would you say that it's actually delivered on that, or do you see still some issues in terms of tooling? And I really want a completely honest answer here. Yeah, uh, there. Um there are some things that we are doing that is actually like pushing the tooling uh, support to the limit with this, for instance, this dynamic code generation that happens just, you know, in, uh, in time when you are compiling the scripts and all that. And that's been a challenge to provide good, you know, quick documentation, source navigation, all those features that people come to expect. So for most part, for, for when you are talking, you know, to the Gradle API or using the built-in Gradle DSLs, everything works very smoothly and, and is great. But when it comes down to this more, you know, uh, dynamic, I should say, aspects of the of the project where we are generating code on, code on the fly and all that, there's still some challenges there to make the experience really smooth with the IDE. But for the things that are like really stable, statically typed, available through APIs or through jars and all that, everything is, is, is great. And having uh, the ability, you know, to, to have quick documentation and source navigation, refactoring, renaming, you know, now you can actually see build automation as, as a proper, you know, software development. Uh, maintainable. Maintainable, exactly. And of course, you know, we are, um, I work for JetBrains, Kotlin is JetBrains, and there is tooling that we provide for IntelliJ IDEA. But I know well that you guys are also committed to providing tooling across multiple IDEs. So what yeah. is your uh, offering right now beyond IntelliJ IDEA? Yeah, we have uh, BuildShip. BuildShip is, is the Gradle offering for Eclipse. It's, it's a set of plugins and tools for Eclipse. And we are uh, working very closely with the Kotlin team uh, and the Eclipse team in JetBrains to provide the same uh, great experience in Eclipse as well. So uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, right now, we are in the uh, beta phase. We're still uh, developing this, this support, but it's going to come out uh, very soon and it's going to be uh, very good. Yeah, because it is uh, might be worth pointing out that we do also provide an Eclipse plugin. So there's a few yes. people on the Kotlin team that are actually actively providing an Eclipse yes. plugin 
for Kotlin. And we do hope, of course, that the community starts to contribute more actively to that. Uh, so it's great that you guys are also contributing to that. Yeah. And what is the roadmap for this uh, in terms of like a release date for uh, not the Eclipse plugin, but I mean the Gradle Kotlin script. Did I get that order right? A Gradle script Kotlin. Gradle script Kotlin. <laughs> <laughs> Try next time. <laughs> Yeah, we're working with the uh, with the Q1 2017 timeframe, so pretty soon now, any any day now, we hope to release the 1.0, and 1.0 means basically you can start using this for you know your production uh, code and other and all that, right? It, it means it's we believe it's it has a parity enough with Groovy. That it can, you know, be used more and more. There, there will be some things that we'll need to to improve after 1.0 is out, and those are mostly uh, with regards to to groovy groovy parity. For instance, uh, right now we let you write your build scripts in Kotlin, but Gradle also has uh, different types of scripts. For instance, you configure. Uh, like there's a meta script called settings.gradle that configures the actual project environment, your build environment. And, and that script still is written in Groovy and might still be written in Groovy when 1.0 is out. It, it's not, uh, it's not uh, as, as necessary as a build script, but it's something that we want to support. And, and those minor things but with 1.0 we, we expect it to be really really usable and with great parity with the Groovy API. But would you say it's safe to say that people can actively start to use this now in their projects? Yes, yes definitely. Okay. And, and they can start taking advantage of, of the benefits right, the, the great IDE experience and and also we, we, we haven't uh, started Actually, um, you know, measuring uh, the performance seriously of just big projects with Kotlin because we don't have many big projects with Kotlin yet. But we, we expect the performance benefit to also be there, being statically dispatched, you know, that, right? And where do we go to get started? So if someone is completely new to using Kotlin with Gradle, but does have some knowledge of Gradle, where is the best source of information right now? Right now, we have our, our repository on GitHub. It's github.com slash Gradle slash Gradle script Kotlin. And we have many samples there. We have a small uh, getting started guide. And we also have a Slack channel to support people trying out the project and bringing up questions there. We, we, we actually have a, a kind of a growing community on, on the Kotlin Slack. We have more than five, 500 people, I think, on the channel daily. Nice. And, th and this is the channel you're referring to, or do you, is there another one that is specific for Gradle? No, this is the, the Kotlin Slack. In the Kotlin Slack, we have a Gradle channel there, and that's the channel we use to support uh, Gradle Script Kotlin users as well. So yeah, the GitHub repository 
it's the best place right now. We have getting started uh, guides, we have many samples, and we have information on how to connect with us in, in the Slack channel. Okay, and in terms of the documentation that you have on the Gradle site and right. the APIs that you have for the DSL, which yeah. obviously they're mostly applicable to Groovy, are these also applicable to, in a sense, with Kotlin or not? Yes, with uh, slight variation on, on the syntax, right? And, and that's where the, the challenge is because uh, right now we are kind of uh, expecting people to be able to mentally translate, you know, groove braces and parentheses to Kotlin braces and parentheses and wh where they, they go. But the API and the DSL, they look mostly the same. Uh, it's actually our plan. It's part of the roadmap to provide documentation samples in the user guide, also in Kotlin. So we can actually, you'll be able to toggle, oh, I want to see in Groovy, I want to see in Kotlin, that kind of thing. So that's where we want to go, you know, where you can actually see all the documentation in the language you prefer to use. Yeah, that would be excellent. That, that's something that I wanted to ask you. Of course, I guess to a certain extent, it helps that Kotlin was inspired amongst other languages by Groovy. So having that Absolutely. similar syntax also is is helpful right now for, for yeah. people starting. Yeah. That's great. Cool. Well, it's been fantastic having you on the show. I'm really excited about uh, this, to be honest with you. And I've been kind of pushing this for so long. So it was a great opportunity to have you on and chat with you in person. And thank you very much for all the work that you're doing. Oh, thank you, Harry. It was, yeah, I'm very excited about the project as well. It's, it's a very fun project to work with. I'm looking forward to see the community using this more and more to, you know, in the end, it's about improving productivity of everyone using Gradle, and I'm very excited about that. So thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. Take care.